Welcome to Art Root Radio, and I'm your host, artist Michelle Lockery. Today in the studio is an incredible artist um, that I met through one of our projects called the Sunflower Project. It was during kind of a lot of the really hard times of COVID when COVID first happened and we connected through mental health and the sunflower. Part of the projects that um, I am part of or I lead all have to do with social justice, healing, because I believe that artists are put on this earth to heal and to help and connect each other. We have a, a network called the Art Root Blue Wayfinding Network and that is a network where we bring people together and we invite many people to come together to heal in what I believe is a network of creatives that have skills and knowledge and truly is just a place to come together. It's the fire. It's the fire in front of an imaginary giant cave drawing. In all my years when I painted, one of the biggest I would say places that would happen was on the scaffolding. You'd have the big wall. You know, we were just cave painters painting heritage, history. It didn't really matter what was on the wall. But on the scaffolding, there became a fire or a hearth where stories, sad stories, good stories, funny stories, support would happen in front of that fire, the kitchen table. Nobody sees that fire when you paint a mural. But on our projects, through all of those decades, there was this home, this heart. Part of the projects are in every one of us. It's in your hands. It's in the land. It's from the people you're from, from whatever country you're from. We're all indigenous to this planet, and we all have skills to share. What I'm so excited about talking to Joe about is Joe understands us at her core. Joe is a master artist from her core. She she understands that you must practice every day, and it is a healing, creative practice. But Joe embraced the Sunflower Project like a true wayfinder. So sit down, pour a cup of tea or whatever, coffee, whatever you need to have to listen to our stories, but listen to how the Sunflower Project moved along the highways to the Gold Country area. That Gold Country area has incredible talent and incredible stories. And Joe painted a massive sunflower as part of our art map trail. Help me welcome Joe, Joe Petty, the incredibly talented, internationally known artist, Joe Petty. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Welcome to Take It to the Wall. Good morning, Michelle. I am absolutely fantastic today, too. It's uh, it's gray outside, but I'm on my way to the, my studio, so I'll be doing some painting, and that always brings my spirit back around to the right place. It's so important, especially in these times, hey, to keep that passion of just getting... I just had that conversation with my mom. I said, Mom, get a piece of art going, and every day when you wake up, you have the, the canvas to go to. You know, that's such a good idea. And, and there are days when, um, well, this is getting me through COVID in a huge way. Being an artist, you're drawn to do things. And some days I've gone in and I worked on pieces and they have been really ugly. And that's fantastic because that means that's what's coming out of me. But because I'm doing this COVID series and I have like 60 pieces already for it, I didn't really want ugly out there. 
Um, so what I'm doing is I'm working through the ugly. So I keep working on pieces until I brought them through. It's my process for it. And it's working, it's working really good. It's really working great on my psyche. And there's many days when I don't feel like doing art and it's, uh, this is unusual for me, but if you don't go to your studio, you don't have a chance of getting anything done. So even if I feel like I can't do it today, I still go there. And I sometimes I don't still don't do anything, but I've got a much better chance of doing something if I'm in my studio space. That's really, really interesting because the other artist I was talking to, a friend of mine, Heidi Thompson, said the same thing. And she was we were talking and she says, you know, COVID really hasn't affected me because um, artists are traditionally recluses. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much, right? Is that, do you feel that, do you think artists have a, you know, like a little bit of a... Well, there's part of me that feels guilty because I'm not as affected by COVID as I know so many people are. And that is because I can go isolate. I forget about it when I'm painting. And, and, and so that takes away a lot of the angst. If I find myself listening to the radio too much, then I definitely go into a slump and can't create at all. And, and really there's no point an update once a week is really all that any of us need on COVID, in my opinion. Otherwise, you're living inside it. Not necessarily, not living in fear, but just living inside COVID too much. One of my favorite projects that I've done, so this year was a challenge, and it was it's my eight foot, eight foot by eight foot mural, and the name of it is Hope, and it was um, the challenge from Art Root Blue to paint it in the time of COVID. And that took a month. So it was that month I was barely aware of COVID because I was inside that mural. And I just couldn't leave it. So it was a fantastic project. Well, and that's the mural we're hoping to find a very important place for because that's how you and I met through all of this. I mean, I know we work and we still work together on the Sunflower Project, which has been so key. But it is, it's through the mastery, I believe, that art in these times, we are having time to actually create. And I think the important switch is that children are maybe getting time to create, artists are. But what we have to say in the keeping of this time is so important. And that mural that you did represents, I think, us all coming together in hope. And we will actually, at the end of this podcast, a call to action will be as let's see that mural and let's find the place it needs to be to express that it is the the artist's vision, I think, that can talk about the pain and the hope. And I think that mural that you did, Joe, so represents all of that. It, yeah, it really does. It, and it came from such a deep place within me. I found when I was working on it, if I thought about what I was doing on it, it uh, then it stopped the flow. So it was, the more I could get out of my head, the, the stronger the mural became. It was a really fascinating process for me because it was took a month because it was eight foot by eight foot. So it, it took me really, really deep inside. And because I'm even, I'm isolated at my studio, but did you still get interrupted with phone calls every once in a while or something like that? Or somebody will come to the door. Well, that doesn't happen because we're all in, in our own personal little lockdown, especially as artists. And so I can get, I can get deeper than I have probably in my life, which is fantastic as coming from an artist, because now that I felt that feeling of that kind of isolation and deepness, and it's okay for me, I'll get there again, 
when I'm not doing COVID paintings or painting in the time of COVID, I've learned a whole new skill set for my brain through this, this process. It's really, that's me as well. I have never been more in tuned with my creative side and it's been a lot of change for me and just family, but it's this time to actually walk to that light and dark path. You know, those paths, and I know you see them as well, of there's, there's, there's that. And I think it's that story we have to tell that comes through us. It, it's so yeah. powerful. Isn't it powerful? It, 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 yeah, you know, it, and Michelle, we don't have enough words in our language. So incredible and awesome. And th those are the words that we have to describe that. But the, the words haven't been invented yet to, to really describe that deepness, how deep, deep, deep we can go. And we do go. And I, I think other artists are finding the same thing, that painting process has really changed in this time that we're living in right now, in the time of COVID. Well, that's what I call it. I think, because the conversation yesterday with Heidi was like, you know, we talked about that we've all sought, you know, our art and where we're going. But this, I feel the shift of this year is almost like a crack. Like there's this crack to whether it's new content I don't know, it, it, and there is, you're right, there's not enough words. And the connections of people being able to be open to that crack. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and the crack in everything is the theme of the mural project. There is a crack in everything, right? And that, and, and, and you'll see that. that um, when you feel, well, you feel actually is what we do when we observe these pieces that are done in the time of COVID. I think we're feeling them and then we're seeing them. Mm. I think that's how, how, to me, that's a reaction. I haven't been able to show some people with distancing and that's, that's a comment they say more than what they, the, they talk about what it feels like. And then they talk about the blue because I've got this and I'm making my own paints now. <clears throat> dry, I'm using dry pigments and I'm using walnut oil and I'm also using beeswax. So I get these amazing textures going on. And, and so they talk about, oh, the feel. And then they talk about the blue because I've used so much. I've used two pounds of ultramarine blue to do this mural. And the color is is just it's fascinating the colors that i'm using are from the cave in the cave paintings that you go way back to the beginning of time the ochres and things that are from the earth and that's what i'm using so we respond to the color in a different way with it's very subtle the shifts and stuff but these are not mechanized i'm doing them by hand so wow. you see i see different colors we see the colors that we live with outside i love that there um, our whole blue theme, like Art Root Blue and Indigenous Blue. The original, I was doing some research talking to our queen, Lori Fleming, who I know you know. She was telling yeah. me that all the paths and road followed the rivers originally, so it's the water. Ah. Yeah, Henry Roy Vickers, who also we talked to, and we, he wants to talk again, and he wants to support us. He's just fantastic. Said the same thing. It's the water. So we are following the blue. We are. Right? Yes. And that's the incredible part of, of that. And I know we just sent a letter to the premier saying, you know, let's connect. Every town has its story. Every town has its art. Every town has its artists. And it's only can we support local and our artists if we support the globe. 
And that's the blue. You know, I know we can't travel and we're all locked down, but the creations of what we're doing right now will be the rebuilding legacy that our government needs to work with us at the kitchen table. So we invited him to meet with all of us, Joe, uh -huh. and that includes you and all of us. That's let's bring the artist to the table. Wonderful. Isn't that? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is time. And, it, and art has been such a healing component of what's going on. I hear that all the time, too. And people like, like I've been painting, and I've been posting, and those are the comments that I get back in the comment section I'm posting on Facebook. But just to get the, the images out there, there's really another way right now because you can't have a gallery show. Uh, and that is, uh, it's a pause in this time, and it's a pause that we all need. And it, as artists, I, I hear artists are painting more and creating more than usual. And when they share it, it's going out into the world. And yeah, we need we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate all the dedication and hard work that goes into being an artist. It's not an easy profession to choose. No, and that, that brings in the world master, right? Because when I was naming the podcast and, you know, um, other people have called me a master artist and I have always kind of is that a word you know is it a male word is it a what does it mean does it mean that you're trying to be higher no it means that you took the time for the mastery it takes to let what comes through you through you and it is sometimes a painful process and I think sometimes I, I think non-artists or people who haven't at least found their art in them yeah don't understand that sometimes that's a painful process Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 40 years. So you do your time. And so being you master the craft of, of creation is what you do. You have to, if you're doing it full time, that's what it's just a gift that comes from doing it full time. And it's an ongoing process. It's ongoing learning. It never stops. So it is a mastery, I think. I think and it's it not a vain mastery or anything like that. I'm not better than anybody, but I have, I feel like I'm mastering my process and my craft now. I believe that if you are a master artist, as much you, it's the learning. Like I look at your work and I'm like, wow. And you get very enthralled in what you've been able to master. And it's being able to look to find the next level always. Like I know when a piece is finished and then I look, then I'm blind to it. Then I'm going, where's the next piece, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah. It's that continual climb, I guess, to achieve the light, to achieve that emotion. Yes, 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 yes. It is. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. And I'm, I am evolving all, all the time. I'm, um, I'm not an artist that you can... You'll, you can see the different stages and you can say, oh, there's Joe Petty when she was doing landscapes. There's Joe Petty when she's doing florals. Now there's Joe Petty when she's doing only uh, abstraction uh, and it's abstraction of, of colors of the pigments. And so you uh, artists do that. They go through different times and each time you take all that you've learned into the next stage, into the landscape, into the florals, into the abstract. It all comes with you. I did um, probably, I painted silk for 25 years, also silk scarves. And I would do those for six weeks a year. And as I'm doing all my abstractions, it's fantastic because I'm going right back into the silk because it was all about line and color and shape. And you take it with you. It stays in your brain. It's imprinted in your in your being. 
and going and taking it all with you into the next part is all part of the, of the mastery of the craft. Not about the mastery of Joe Petty, but the mastery of the craft. Oh, I love that. That's And there is, and there's a, an obligation to share that because, I mean, I've met so many young artists that ability-wise over, over mine, in, right from the time I've met them. But then there's this, I think there's an honoring of the talent that needs to happen as well. I think a lot of people can have talent, but if it's not mixed with the ability to be critical with yourself, turn within and achieve more, then I think mm-hmm. sometimes that talent not goes wasted. It just doesn't flow. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're beginning, when you're first starting out, like for me personally, when I first started out, I was so proud. I'm thinking, oh my God, look what I'm doing. And my sig- my signature was practically bigger than the painting. Because, oh, Joe Petty painted this. Yay. And then um, as, I, as I went on, um, my um, confidence it lessened, which was fantastic because if you're if you're not super confident, you have to work on that and you work through that. And so that really really pushed me. And now my Joe Petty is usually on the back of the painting; it doesn't interrupt the the face of it anymore. Uh, but it's a learning curve, and in each piece, and I tell my students, I work with lots and lots of people. I like to pass on things, spark people, but I will tell them, watch, on every piece, there's going to be your inner voice, your your inner critic is going to say, this is a lousy piece, you've lost it, you're going to show the world on this piece that, pardon me, you're going to show the world that you are a phony, and then I said, acknowledge that, and this is a lesson for everyone, acknowledge that, because it's part of you, say hello, and then say goodbye, I don't need you anymore. And it and it's um it, it works so well for everybody. Everybody listening, do it when it comes up. There's something telling you that you can't, and there's something negative about yourself. Usually, it's a personal hit, and it's just not true. But it's a part of who we are. It's part of our inner critic. And just say hello and goodbye. I, I love that. You know, that's really funny because I never sign my waxes. And I always, same thing, people would say to me, Michelle, your signature, if you painted that big 300 foot mural, you should have a giant signature. And I'm like, uh, but on my waxes, I never sign the front. No, no, you don't want to interfere. I've tried to sign these and I, well, I, I've stopped signing, um, probably on the front, probably 10 years now. I sign it on the side or on the back and you don't want to, I just don't want it to interrupt the piece. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I I think about getting a wax seal. Sometimes I think about getting like a, a seal made of some kind of image that you could, but then I looked and then I was like, no, they need to be their own thing. Yeah. That's amazing. Here's a question I'm, I'm asking all the master artists I'm going to interview is, if you're in your studio and somebody walks in mid-painting, how do you react? Oh, well, there's a part of me that's really annoyed, <laughs> but uh, I, I now, I used to stop everything, and uh, well, one lucky thing is now, where I am is you you have to get in through the front door before you can get to my door. I bought an apartment in, in Ashcroft that was a really great deal, and I've turned it into a studio, so you can't get in really easily, but if you do do manage to get in, I'm, I'm not necessarily in a good mood. I'm really deep, and I I've, I've come now as I get older to say, uh, I really want to talk to you, but I'm so deep in this work. I can't leave it. So I've just learned to be honest with that, not feel guilty. That's the trick too. 
I used to be in, I was rented a public space and there were people, I, I think I was on there, I'm bored or, or I'm sad or I'm lonely, I got to go see what Joe's doing because it was an open space and I knew I had to move because it was, it's too intrusive. It, when you're in a deep, deep meditative state, you can't talk very well anyway, so you may as well ask people to leave and call, call you later. Oh, I'm a grump. It's a funny thing. I'm pretty good-natured normally, but if you interrupt me midstream, if I'm painting, my husband just laughs. He stands at the door. I think the two biggest fights in our marriage have been that he's opened the door and dropped off tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. <me long. laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah. The, the common thing of everybody I'm asking is the same thing. And I always, um, there's that new movie with the chess. I don't know if you've seen that new movie that's out with the girl that plays chess. No. Oh my God, you got to watch it because she imagines the chess set in her dreams or in her vision, in her eyes on the ceiling. And then you watch it fall apart when somebody interrupts her. Oh, Oh, sounds fantastic. Well, but I got to explain to my husband, that's what it's like. It's like you've got all these blocks in the air and you're in this beautiful space and then somebody comes in and then it's like there they all are on the floor. Oh, yeah. You've turned into a limp balloon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's it, it's hard, hard to get the air back into that sucker. What's important about that is going back because some of the – all of well, all of the artists that I'm interviewing all go back into their childhood in some form of how we learnt. And I'm wondering if this this creative thing that we have, whether you know it's dyslexia, I don't know what it is, is something that kids today haven't that maybe our teachers haven't really still found out that that form of learning is so, you know, these creative kids that are out there learn in this way and we dim that out of them. Mm -hmm. like like you know i love i love working for, with with kids and sparking that and then they take it back to school and they just do it like i work with all kinds of after school programs and and the kids are taking it back and then the teach i'm having dialogue with the teachers so it's really fantastic good for you because i think it's really important that artists are in the school full time because i think about you know my grandson come home the other day and he got told he wasn't allowed to doodle on his paper in math. And I just laughed and I went, that's still happening. Hmm. Oh my gosh, poor it's... child. My son, he's he's a, he's not working as an artist now, he's working as a dad and in the schools, but he, as a little kid, did the same thing. He would bring home all of his books, had art all the way down the side. And he, we were really lucky in Ashcroft because because it's a small community, they knew that I was an artist, all of the teachers and stuff. So they knew that this was just going to happen. So he never got into trouble for doing that. And if I ever gave him a color coloring book, which is a silly thing for a, for an artist to give her son, he all he ever did was draw on the front and back pages. And but the teachers, some of them learned. They told me that they learned from watching Greg. So that was that was good. They learned about the need for creativity and 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 ways of doing it. That, yeah, I had um, workshops for teachers and just giving them different ideas of different projects that they could could inspire the kids with. So that was a that was really uh, cathartic. It was it was wonderful to, to see the interest from the teachers because it because they're wonderful wonderful people, but they have to stick to what do they call it a learning outcome yeah, yeah. And they're, they're yeah. what's a learning outcome with art i completed the piece that should be it how yeah. do you judge 
And I think that's hard to teach. And they do a wonderful job with our children. And uh, I mean, there's so many good teachers. But in that, that's been my experience too, working with kids in schools, is they need this outcome. And I go, that one actually teacher said to one of my kids, well, you didn't fill up the whole page. And I always think about, you know, some of the most fabulous Picassos or whatever, that's, that can be one line. Like one line can be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that then that's our job as an artist. It, that's our our place where we can te- help teach children that. I mean, help teach the artist what that child just did. How important that one mark was. Yeah. Do you remember? That's my, oh, sorry. Do you remember the first time as a child that you knew this is something that that this was you? Did is there a pivotal oh. moment for you? Good heavens, yes! I might be a long story. I'll tell a Reader's Digest um, condensed version of it. I it was grade four, and it was the very first day of school. And this lady, our teacher, came in, and I can still see what she was wearing. Uh, everything, a little blue sweater with a little first button done up, and her little her hair was blonde and flipped up because it was in the sixties and horn rim glasses, and a pleated skirt. And, I mean, I I, re- I remember her because she was my spark, she was my inspiration, and she said, "I just want you guys to know that uh, when I went to university, one of the I majored in education and I minored in art, so I instantly heard three new words." Uh, university I'd heard before but who was major who was minor and who is this art dude and I because I didn't know what she was talking about then she brought out before she did anything she brought out her drawings to show us her drawings and we're a farming community so she had this drawing and it was it was of uh, a barnyard scene and it was all black and white it was charcoal and it was and I instantly put up my hand and I, and she said, yes, we hadn't done roll call. She had, we hadn't introduced each other. We knew nothing of each other. And I just pulled, put my hand up and I said, how, how, how did you do that? How did you draw a pink pig in black and white? How did you do that? And, uh, she said, she said, well, and she t- just sort of told me what she asked, what she had done. And then I jumped out of my seat. I could not stay sitting. And I ran up to the front of the room and she caught me just as I was about to touch that pink pig because I had to see what he was made of. And I said, how did you do that? How do you do that? Will you teach me how to do that? And she just looked at me and she said, who are you? <laughs> so I told her my name and then I sat down and put my hand up again. Will you teach me that? Because she was bringing out other drawings and things. She In grade four, I did a university first year art class because she would say to me, if you get this project done, then I, you can do this art project. So I was, I just zoomed through everything. And I would, when my, I went through my home, um, when I was a kid, when I went through, or when I was an adult, I went through and I found my report card from grade four and I looked at it and I got an F in silent reading. I thought that was just appropriate. The year I learned art, I get an F in silent reading. That was great. That's a beautiful story. How do you feel? Silent reading, someone said, well, I said, think about it. I think you'll figure out how you chatty patty. I was just too excited about all the art stuff. I think that's another commonality um, in some of the interviews I've done. Math, the F's sometimes in math or the F's in my, uh, and I actually think that's something we should do as artists is get our report cards out and take a picture because mine would be <laughs> Michelle talks too much in class and Michelle draws too much in class when she should be listening. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome? 
Yeah. So that they know they knew that, but they didn't know that they should encourage that. Except, but like my little Miss Angman, I remember her. She, she. Well, what else is she going to do with somebody that's so excited about art? She's got to get me engaged, and she knew that because she took it herself in university. Yeah. So that was really, yeah, it was really fantastic. There's those those art angels, right? That I have several in my life too that I remember pivotally giving me almost because children need that. You know, if you're a creative kid, you have a creative soul and that comes with many things. And I can remember certain teachers that touched that, that I knew it was okay. You know, and my yeah. mom, my mom took me to art classes when, when I was 13 and I got to go to the basement of this amazing woman's house and all the women would go there. And the first thing I got to draw was a roll of toilet paper. Um. And I learned shading. And when I saw that roll of toilet paper come off the page... Oh, I can feel it. I can just feel what your excitement and your passion. Yes, yes. Right? Because it's just a yes. roll of toilet paper. But I was like, honestly, you could make it look like you could pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right? And for me, yeah. that was really pivotal. Well, you know, uh, it is pivotal. Those things, you'd never forget them. I remember the very first time as an adult, I took an, an art lesson, uh, like a course that was offered here by a local artist. And she um, the very she came over to me and she said, well, what are you going to paint? There wasn't anything like that. There wasn't something to learn on. And I kind of think that's important in the very beginning, just to learn some skills and to teach some skills. And I said, I said to her, well, I want to be in it. I said, she said, what kind of art do you like? And I said, I like abstract. And she said, well, I can't help you then. And I went, oh, oh. then she, I, so I sat there and went, what do I do? And then she came over and she said, well, you're, you're not painting. She said, why don't you just do a, do a tree and do, do a cabin and do a, do, do a hill. So I thought, okay. And then I, but the, the best part of that story is that <clears throat> when I opened up, the brown which was my burnt sienna and squeezed it out it was like this full body experience and i just had goosebumps literally went through my whole body and i knew that this is what i'm supposed to be doing my first paintings were were um i've kept them as a memory they're totally disastrous if you're going to judge them but they're but that energy i can see and i can feel that burnt sienna hitting the palette it was really exciting that is, just, it is, that's beautiful because it's, you took that time and you captured that moment of time in your brain. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else she said to me? How encouraging. She said, she came over and she said, looked at my cabin and my cloud and my sky and everything, which I was, oh my God, look what I've done. I was so proud of myself. She came over and she looked at it and she went, hmm, well, it's obvious you're not an artist. <gasps> and that was perfect because my personality you tell me I can't. Okay, I'll show you. Good for so you. It, 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 she was exactly the right person at the right time in my life. So that turned out great. <laughs> I think that's what you just triggered is the mastery because, you know, you can be harmed by certain people with your art. And I, I can remember certain things, but it's if you can keep going through that because the calling is bigger than the falling. Yes. Oh, I like that. That is so, so true. And that's that inner voice that tells you, nope, you're no good. This is the piece you're going to show the world that you're your failure. And that's all. That's exactly what we're talking about, Michelle, is that kind of thing happening and going on. And and and, and then it's your own in, inner teacher. Like, it's her voice kind of that comes back. You're not an artist. I don't know why you're doing this. 
It was funny. And, I was on a giant mural downtown Vernon, and a very influential curator from the gallery at the time was on the radio, and in on the radio said, have you seen that artwork by that artist, Michelle Lockery? You can obviously see she's not an artist because she uses black in her paintings. Oh, good God. In the, on the oh. radio. On the radio in downtown Vernon. Oh my gosh. And I'm painting the fire chief mural at the time with all these university students. And I mean, there's detail on that. I mean, we painted each brick, let me tell you, and, and the depth with the perspective. And I remember standing on the scaffolding and being really upset because I was like, what am I doing? Am I just a fake? Why am I up here painting, you know, this 25 foot face? And in my soul, I'm an abstract artist because... People see that and they go, well, you represent by painting a face and that's a giant image. But what people don't ever realize that when you're up close, and you will, on the wall, it's just a bunch of colors. Yes, exactly. So to me, I, right, it's yeah. an abstract. I tell people when they when they look at a painting, a big painting, or like when I was doing landscapes, they were, they were very uh, in, like, like impressionist kind of stuff. And I would make, and I would teach kids too, I would take them to the distance where you can see the whole thing. And then I would say, okay, and now I want you to come forward, keep your eyes on the painting. And this is like, keep your eyes on that mural painting, walk right up to it. And then you get to a certain point and it just becomes pieces of color. And I said, just think about this. This is where the artist has to stand in order to create this and then keep your eyes on it and back up until it start becomes all one piece again that's exactly what you are talking about michelle and it, that's a just such a large scale to do that with and it's such an easy uh the kids especially are just fascinated how do you do that right? well, lots and lots of years of, of practice well it is the lots and lots of years and that's what i always felt with the youth on the wall because i would say to them they used to call it michellanese and i would just go Go up there and go shmushy mushy and mushy mushy and I make all these stupid sounds. But I said yeah. that's what it really is. And when you step back and you see the form, they would be so excited because the wall measured them, not me, not really even themselves at that point, because they could let go of the box or the image or the preconception of what it should be. And then when you take them and we'd all walk across the street and it would be so hot, and we'd sit on the other side of the sidewalk and we'd be looking and we'd go all their faces would just be like looking at, I don't know, and they'd just like, wow, that yeah. feeling, right? And it didn't matter that it's a train or whatever it was. They didn't care. It was that the dance happened. It was beautiful, beautiful moments. The art and the people coming together, that's what that's all about, isn't it? Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. They get to see, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that beautiful thing in the middle of all of that. That's a beautiful story. So what's next? So we have, I know you're doing a project. Do you want to tell us more about what you're doing right now? Well, I'm doing this, the part of the Art Route Blue is under that umbrella is also Sunshine, our Sunflower Project. And I have painted, they were painting them on satellite dishes. And in my backyard is when I started in October, but we got snow. We're never supposed to get that in October. But anyway, it's it's a sunflower and it's a 10 foot it's a 10 foot satellite piece. Uh, so it's, it, it's a big sunflower and it's just going to be in your face. And then we're also doing small ones and they're going to be placed without the central interior, without gold country, which 
NBC, and they are also connected with um, Route 66. The whole thing is a is a big package, and we're we there's a group of artists, and we're starting, and we're going to be inviting other people to help other artists to help us. We're going to have satellite dishes with sunflowers, which bring happiness and joy and painting them now in the time of COVID is even better because you're thinking about people and you're, you're thinking, I'm going to, you know, if you're painting a sunflower, you know, somebody's going to smile when they see it. So as an artist, that's a really great reward. Just thinking about and seeing somebody smile because they make you feel good. And it, it's going to be, a, it's a huge project. We're at the beginning stages. We're looking, we'll be looking for sponsors in different places to hang them. And then we're going to have a site map so you, on that map will be uh, all the different businesses so it'll uh, where the sun where the sunflower um, satellite dishes are so it's going to be okay you go when you go to Vernon you go to these this place and this place and we're hoping that that means that maybe you will stop at that little business maybe you'll buy something or go in or see the sunflower make it a challenge for yourself to see how many if you can find the 500 or however many we're going to get out there it's really exciting I had no idea Joe when we started it all and it, it's it was really it's just bloomed like one of the people in our team has just got 100 more satellites that are sitting in her yard. We've had so much interest and I think it's really a January thing to restart because I'm seeing that we need to bring I, the light back at about January where we can engage with seniors to start telling their stories about the sunflowers because the sunflowers are going to be so important. We're starting a, a bit of a redress campaign as well with immigrant stories of how many people along the highways have built those highways for all these years and paying tribute back to all of the people that built this province is such uh -huh. an important thing. I just had an interview with a woman named Anne Sadelaine whose father was in an internment camp and she's really interested in having a sunflower represent that story. And there's so many stories that our sunflowers can speak to. It's been crazy. Like, honestly, the people that inbox me since we've been doing this has been insane. Other murals that have been started from it. It has, who thought, you know, here's this wonderful group of artists that we thought we could give out 100,000 sunflower seeds and paint. And I think that over a million sunflower seeds got planted in honor of this. It, it's, it was insane how it literally blossomed and started in, not even a year ago, started in May, <laughs> April, May, and and then sunflowers are popping up all over the place, so we're giving people smiles with the real plant, and now we'll, this will be a, a permanent installation, so they can just keep on smiling, it's awesome. Well, and I think the satellites are so key right now, because you and I both know, because I painted one too, which is also half covered in snow. And we have many more that we want, you know, the big ones will be the kind of the, the large sort of the how to move the people, the kind of the wayfinding signage, and then fill it in with all these small ones. But the sound that resonates, did you experience that? Oh my God, yeah, it's so cool. People have to stop, get out of your car and walk up to that satellite dish and just say something when you're in the middle. It's just, it's just so cool. Another way to make yourself smile. It's the way it, your sound reverberates off of that. It, yeah, it's trippy. <laughs> it is trippy. And that's like, so we're like the voices of the sunflowers talking to the sunflowers. I think how many decades have those been around? How much energy have they absorbed? I think about the bouncing and time travel and I'm going, standing in front of there is almost an experience in itself. It's very, very strange in some ways. 
Yeah, it is. It's it, well, at first you get goosebumps because how could you not? And then and then you smile and and uh, and and it just starts a little dialogue going on in your own brain. You go different. Everybody goes a little different direction with that with that initial feeling and sound and smile. And then and then you get to go on a little little journey in your head. It just yeah, it, it's it's trippy. <laughs> it is trippy, and that's why I know. We're painting our yellow sunflowers, but I think um, we're going to have a few of us paint blue sunflowers because we have to find a place for that amazing piece of art that you've created. But I do think that some of these satellites need to be this extraordinary blue sunflower. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think we are very much like that blue sunflower because I have this giant buoy that I've been dying to paint one of those big hydro buoys but i want to get some more and have these 3d blue sunflowers because we have to know that there's more and i think what we could leave with is that the artists are talking and thank you for spending time with me but this new fracture in the world as much as everybody's afraid you gotta let the light in and i think this was the crack that we needed to let yeah the light yeah in. what would what would you like to leave our audience with joe one, my motto has always been for art is that every mark matters. Every mark that you make on a, on a, like every mark, the, every stroke that the artist makes is, is really important. Every single mark. And it doesn't matter who's making it. If you're making, if you're baking in your kitchen, every mark matters, everything, everywhere. And when you bring it into the art world, Every stroke, every mark, they're all super important. They all they all come together cohesively as one one piece. And it and it can't happen if you don't make that first mark. That is so important. And I think it's really important in these times that we as artists drop our egos and come together because imagine the power of a million horses taking us forward to the future. And I think that's what we are, a bunch of blue horses all coming together. I love that. I think that's, that is so, so true. Look at all the marks the horses are leaving with their footprints. We'll be leaving footprints. Yeah, in, I love that. And that's yeah, what our logo is. In the world. The, the horse footprint. And Joe, you are a true blue horse. And I love that I can call you my friend. So thank you for spending time today on Take It to the Wall. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Yes. Some people don't know this, but someday we're going to actually meet. I know. Wouldn't that be great? And actually paint together. And, and yeah, that's going to happen soon. Through digital mediums, we've, we've been able to, we've already met. We just, we, we know what we look like. It's just going to be nice to have a physical hug. We're soul sisters from way, 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 way back. I think we've all oh. played in a mud puddle somewhere together. <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> oh my god the memory's there <laughs> okay okay thanks okay, so Eddie. much joe yep thanks for calling this was really fun it's the art and the history connecting all communities the water flows through indigenous blue the tides rise and fall connecting us all water is life hear our call the water flows through indigenous blue